0: Everyone, and welcome back to the Redbeard Outdoors podcast. I'm Jonathan, your host, and here at Redbeard Outdoors, I talk about faith, family, fitness, and the outdoors because I've just recognized that people that are consistently successful apply those four aspects into their lives on a regular basis, if not a daily basis, and in their own form or fashion. And I just absolutely love seeing people that are consistent in their success. I want the same for my life, for my family, and for those around me, and I want that for you. So days like today on Saturday, I get to have great conversations with people and share those conversations with you as part of the podcast, which is just absolutely why I love podcasting, so that I can have those conversations and learn from other people and get better myself and help you as well. So before we get into the conversation, I just want to remind you Mondays are gear reviews, Wednesdays are the solo podcast, and Saturdays, like today, are the conversations. And this podcast is brought to you by First Form and, of course, First Form Outdoors. Guys, definitely go check out the First Form Outdoors group on Facebook. If you have a Facebook, let them know Redbeard sent you. And also join up at Redbeard's Fit Crew. Love to have you in there as well. We've got some great things planned coming up here in the spring and moving through the summer and the fall as well. Love to have you in that group. Uh, it's just an amazing community of people that are like-minded, trying to get better at faith, family, fitness, and the outdoors. And it's just a smaller community, so you don't have to worry about all the uh, all the dummies that are out there that are just trying to troll you. So come and join us over there. Also, Alpen Fuel and Heather's Choice, those are my backcountry nutritional needs right there. Definitely go check out those two companies if you need any backpacking meals camping hiking anything along those lines definitely go check out Alpenfuel fuel and heather's choice BlackOvis.com. look at the link down below guys save some money and get your backcountry needs your gear uh definitely go check them out they always have great prices over there at black ovis and camo fire i uh, want you to save some money go ahead and get your gear get that lined up now so that you're not stressing about it before the season, whether that be your backpacking season or your hunting season. All-in digiscoping, best digiscoping on the market. A3 archery bowstrings, waxless bowstrings, guys. Go look them up. A3 archery bowstrings. Cryptek, got to love having a good quality piece of clothing or multiple layers of clothing as you're out in the wilderness. Definitely go check out Cryptek. They've also got some great day-to-day stuff as well. I love their jackets right now here in the cold winter months that we're in just performing amazing castro glassing systems quattro archery stabilizers absolute aid cbd and last but definitely not least affect beard oil if you're listening to this on the day this comes out there's a 39 percent discount for his birthday jeff the owner the one that started it also we just launched the beard wash and the bar soap so definitely go check those out and using code redbeard10 on top of the 39 percent you get another 10 percent off guys go check it out you're basically getting a half price this weekend if you're listening to it on the weekend of the 11th and 12th all right guys without further ado let's get into this conversation i haven't even explained who we're listening to today so we get to have a conversation with dana monroe she currently works for black rifle Used to work for Kafaru. She shoots a bow. She loves fitness. Uh, She loves the outdoors and just getting after it. She has some camps coming up as well. Go check out her stuff. I'm going to leave links down below, guys, so that you can check out her page and all the things she's got going on. She's doing a lot of women's camps, uh, getting women into the outdoors, understanding it a little bit more when you don't have to have those men around that are being all masculine and such. You can go and have an awesome women's camp. So, Without further ado, guys, let's get into this conversation with Dana. All right, everyone, I've got an amazing guest here. We've got Dana Monroe. And Dana, uh, I've kind of run into you throughout a couple of different companies that you've worked with, um, but mainly through archery. Uh, Total Archery Challenge was the first time I actually met you in person. And I've I've just been really impressed with your work ethic. Uh, Obviously, you're into CrossFit and hard workouts, Uh, getting out in the mountains. You just got back from a trip. Like in Scotland or something like that, right? Like you're all over the place. So, um, I, I I love that. I love seeing how you're pushing. Uh, you know, the idea of women getting out and hunting, finding these adventures, and go, just getting after it. And and I think in your Instagram bio too, you say something about um, find what you love and go do that. And you definitely personify that. So, uh, Dana, for those people that don't know who you are, who are you?
1: <laughs> well, that's that's a bit of a loaded question there. Um, I am a bow hunter. I I like fitness. I like to push myself physically, you know, mentally also, because hunting is just as much a mental game as it is physical. Um, I enjoy, you know, marketing. I enjoy um, spreading more archery to more people, whether that be male or female. But my heart kind of lies in getting more women involved in archery just because, I've found such a, it, it, it's added so much to my life in, you know, just as far as like confidence in who I am and what I'm capable of doing. And I want to, you know, kind of give that to other women to show what they're capable of.
0: I definitely, definitely understand that. And I love seeing uh, there's some powerful women, you included, uh, that are out there and and you guys are doing this getaway. Um, now that we, we kind of talked about this before we started recording, but I think, um, it's you and is it Courtney from her outdoor journey?
1: Um, no. So it's, uh, it's me, okay. Chris Cook, who she, we, we, uh, hold these camps at her ranch in Julian, California. And then, um, Nicole Scariglino, who is also, she's a, a coworker of mine here at Black Rifle.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Cool. So, I mean, I, I just, I love this this movement because I really do feel like it's understated. First of all, just in general, um, how archery can change people's lives. It's changed mine 100%. Um, people are are always asking me, are you going to get back into rifle hunting? I'm like, yes, eventually. But right now (laughs) I just am so passionate about, you know, pulling a a bow back and, and shooting with it. And, uh, and you know, it's just, it's a whole nother challenge. You know, you talk about the intense workouts that you enjoy to do And, uh, you know, with CrossFit, CrossFit's a whole nother thing as well. Um, and then marketing, that's a whole nother challenge as well. So you just like to take on challenging things and run with them. Uh, so that, that's pretty, I mean, all of those things are impressive in and of themselves. So I guess let's start. How did you start down the road of, well, what was first? Did it, was it fitness first and then archery or archery, then fitness, or they kind of go hand in hand for you?
1: Um, it was a little bit more, I got kind of down the track of, um, of, you know, just living more of a healthy lifestyle. I I mean, I was terrified to go to the gym, you know, go down into the weight section and with all of the men, but I finally kind of just like, I just went, I ripped the band aid off and I just did it. And I, I started, um, you know, lifting a lot more. And then I started following, you know, some of the other fitness accounts on Instagram and stuff and got more, um, exposed to, to bow hunting. Cause it was, it was the archery side and like the bow hunting thing that really, really grabbed my attention because i i grew up around hunting like in my community but i the people that i saw doing it i didn't have a whole lot of respect for how they were doing it and you know that's the rifle hunting and you know it's it's let's go out and drink a beer and shoot some Mm -hmm. shit and i'm like i don't like that so it was like It was the, you know, a little bit more of the intimate, uh, experience with the archery hunting that really drew me in. And I went to like the Western hunt expo and I shot a bow. I shot like a little kid's bow. And like the first shot, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. And it hooked (laughs) me instantly. I was like, okay, I need a bow. I need to do this. Like even just to shoot for fun. And then, you know, I just, I really dove deep down the rabbit hole and now I'm here. (laughs)
0: That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. It's, you know, it's something that a lot of people have spoken about how it's somehow ingrained in our DNA. It seems like, um, everyone enjoy everyone that I know anyway, not even just in my little circle, but people even back when it was, um, you know, Cub Scouts, Boy Scouts, like anytime you go to scout camp, everyone wanted to shoot a bow. They wanted to go out and they wanted to shoot the bow. And so it's, there's something about archery that just, is just different. And it's a whole nother challenge, which especially for people uh, like you that enjoy challenges, um, it just adds that another level. And I think because of that, it from what I've seen from my experience, my limited couple years in, in, uh, in hunting and, and the archery world, um, it seems to weed out the people that are that take hunting for granted, and not that they're terrible people or bad people, but the people that have to actually go out and get a little bit more fit so you can get closer to the animals and even understand that failure is more likely to happen than not, um, whether it be a failed stalk, the wind, which is out of your control, is going to change, all of these things, uh, the people that stick to archery seem to be of a different caliber of people because they enjoy the challenge. They enjoy, uh, the idea that they can learn from failures and push forward through that. And then on top of all of that, it makes the successes even more, even more so great, you know, in, uh, when they do happen. And so I think that's awesome that, you know, your first time shooting was at the Western Hunt Expo. Um, and, and so I guess when, how old were you when that happened?
1: Uh, Ooh, 20s I think like 23 ish and then so, got a real bow and then moved out to Colorado on my 25th birthday
0: that's so, awesome yeah. yeah so so uh you're an adult onset hunter like yes like me. <laughs>
1: yes yeah that's I've only awesome. been hunting this is like my fifth year hunting mm-hmm. so I'm still very very new myself but I've I try and I I I try to like tell women that I'm like, look, at these retreats that we do, I'm like, this was like, you are where I was, you know, five years ago, like trying to find information on how to get out there. And, and now that I've, you know, I've been very, very fortunate to have a lot of very knowledgeable people kind of take me under their wing and, you know, help propel me to where I am. And so I want to be able to give what knowledge I've gained to other women and like to other people, just just pass it forward a little bit.
0: No, definitely. And you know what what's great about it is when you spend as much time as you do around people that are of the caliber that they are and, and that they've been through so many experiences, it cuts that learning curve down significantly. And uh, I've noticed that with with my stuff as well. When you find the genuine people that aren't necessarily just trying to sell you something or uh, trying to just get you to shoot stuff. Um, you know, those kind of people that will actually walk you through the shot process, make sure that you're not over your your poundage with your bow, you can actually drop it back, it's a good experience, you're not too long of a draw length, etc. Um, it doesn't seem as daunting of a task. And you actually kind of latch on to testing out different draw lengths and different poundages and, and different arrows and things like that, it, it, it becomes a, almost a, a puzzle that you like to throw together. Right. <laughs> so yeah, and it, it becomes very, very addicting for sure. Um, so I guess with, with let's, let's kind of break this down a little bit. So with, with fitness, that's another thing as well, that I really like to hear, uh, women's opinions of it, because obviously, you know, growing up for me, um, going through high school or even junior high in sports, you know, it's a very masculine, the gym is a very masculine thing. You know, you go in there, you see all these, you know, the linebackers, the fullbacks, the, they're all lifting heavy weights and you go in there like, man, I can't even lift half of that. And, and then I can only imagine, you know, as a woman going in there and be like, man, you've got multiple things going on. I'm, I imagine in your head know, you're like, they're either going to be looking at me or, you know, I'm going to look dumb or whatever it may be. But what, what was it that allowed you to rip that bandaid off to get into the, the weight section of the gym and off just the cardio machines?
1: You know, I, I'm not sure if I could put my finger on one thing. It was just one day. And this is kind of how I've done a lot of things in my life, which is interesting. Like I'm a very anxious, like very nervous person about everything. Like even every time I go into the woods, I'm terrified. Like I'm scared of bears. I'm scared Hmm. of mountain lions. I'm scared of the dark. Like I'm scared of everything. So I'm like, it's, I think it's just about me putting that fear aside and just just jumping in with both feet and just doing something so like the first time I went into like the weight section at the gym I was like I was terrified but I was like you know what just put my headphones in keep like keep your head down and just go lift some weights and then I went over there and I'm like okay like this isn't so bad and you know just just building on that habit just day after day it just it got easier and easier and then it was just normal. It was just part of, you know, my every day. And then, then I found CrossFit and that I really like the style of CrossFit a little bit more. Um, it's, it's interesting. Cause like, you know, being a female, it's, it's not always been so celebrated to, you know, to have like a, a masculine body or not, not masculine, but like a more muscular body Mm -hmm. because you you know you're manly and i think that's that was a big thing that like that turned me away from fitness and especially crossfit for so long because you know you see these crossfit games athletes and they're just ripped and like they're six packs um and i my body's definitely changed since starting crossfit and it's it's been hard to like deal with some of those changes you know like I mean, people make comments on my traps all the time and it, I'm like, "Eh, it makes me kind of uncomfortable. But then I'm like, you know what? I had to put in a lot of really hard work for that. And you know, there's a lot of people who, who see that and appreciate all of the hard work that goes into that. And it's also been a big, a big like realization for me that I'm just appreciative of what my body can do. And I'm not trying to be like this cutesy little Instagram model, like, I'm trying to get fit so I can haul some heavy animals off the mountain. And that's my goal. That's why I work out. Like, that's why I want to stay fit year round. So it's, so I don't have to, you know, start from, start from the ground up every single year going into hunting season.
0: I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. And that that's really interesting. And we'll, we'll definitely going to have to break that down as far as how you just put the fear aside. Cause there's gotta be more to it than just simply like. <laughs> All right, you know, because your headphones eventually run out of battery in the woods. So you can't just put your <laughs> headphones in and put your head down for that. But as far as fitness is concerned, and you you, you probably will read my mind or something, because I was going to ask you uh, about the mindset of uh, a lot of women not wanting to have, um, you know, a muscular body. And you you don't look at you and think she Hulk, okay? Like that's, <laughs> you look at you and you, you can tell you work out but i would i wouldn't even it's interesting that people comment on your traps like i i don't understand you know why the fascination of that for some people but anyway the uh the like you could tell that you work out and i would assume crossfit just because you're athletic now there's there's something about that that for some reason people can't understand that that's a good thing you know the the super skinny uh, what does that serve like you're not able to do what you want to go do right which for you is you want to be able to pack out some heavy animals and uh you know people that have never carried out an elk quarter need to go try that because it's definitely not easy um (laughs) and so you know it's in my opinion it's really cool that you're able to overcome the i guess your own mental barriers and then even now when people kind of come up to you and, and mention things about it um the fact that you're just sitting there, you're like, you know what? I've put a lot of work into this and my, the, their idea of what they want to look like isn't necessarily what I want to look like. But at the same time, I wouldn't say that you are anything. I get just going back to she Hulk. Like I've talked with my wife about it all the time. She's like, I don't necessarily want to put more muscle on I'm like, well, muscle is a good thing because you get a little bit more tone and you're able to burn the fat that most people, women, women and men are, want to burn off and use that as energy. So like in your case, you want to go and carry heavy animals or some people want to go running, right? There's a lot of people that enjoy marathons and I don't understand that aspect of it, but you know, (laughs) if you want to go pound the pavement, (laughs) by all means go and run for me too. go. I'll I'll take some, I'll absorb some of those miles that you like to go run. Uh, But, but you know, that's that mindset is, is there, is there anything else that like you were saying that you can't necessarily put your finger on it, but, kind of digging a little bit deeper into that is it just because you are so focused on the goal that you have of being able to be a more successful hunter and not wanting to hold yourself back in any opportunities that you have or is there something even more you know that you take pride in the work ethic that you've put in um to those um, those days in the gym which again crossfit is no joke
1: no it's not um it it is a little bit of that. I think, I think it's a lot of that, you know, just, just like having that goal. And, you know, when you're in the gym suffering through a workout, you're like, okay, I really don't want to do this, but you just kind of like bite the bullet. And like yesterday I went to the gym, we had like a nine minute workout. It was ridiculously hard, but it's only nine minutes. Like I can get through anything for nine minutes. Um, but I think a lot of it was, I was just so I was just tired of living scared and letting my fear kind of like rule my decisions in life. Um, and I was like, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna advance as a person unless I step outside of my comfort zone. And I didn't do it, you know, to like, to a crazy degree until I you know, picked up and moved to Colorado. That was very, very out there. Um, but you know, it was just, it was, it was out of my comfort zone, but it wasn't so far out of my comfort zone that it was going to give me like a panic attack. You know, like Mm. it was like stepping just a little bit at a time. So, you know, going into the weight section and doing a little bit more there and then going back up to the, you know, the cardio equipment where I was a little bit more um, comfortable. So it's, it's, it's about kind of knowing yourself too. So it's like, I like to, you know, to encourage people to step out of their comfort zones. But if it's, if it's that, if it's going to be like crippling, you know, there's a way to do it and still step out of your comfort zone, just like just a little bit at a time. And then you do that a little bit and it gets that much easier and you can go that much further and just, you know, just building on that every single day, you'll be leaps and bounds ahead of where you were, you know, a year ago. 100%.
0: 100%. No, I, I definitely agree with that. It's just like, you know, people want to talk about investing or uh, real estate or, you know, anything financial. They're like, oh, it's just a little bit out of, out of your paycheck every time, or just a little bit here and there as far as investments go. And you're right. Well, what about your health? You know, like if you don't want to go to the gym, go for a 45 minute walk, start there, walk around the neighborhood, right. smile at somebody, you know, meet a neighbor that you probably haven't talked to in a year. Um, go shovel someone's walk, you know, like there's so many things that you can do to use your body that you may not necessarily want to go and compete in the CrossFit games like Dana over here, but you can you can definitely get out and uh and and go move your body. Cause you know, another good analogy for that for a lot of people out there that don't know where to start, it's just like a door or anything, you know, that has hinges. If you don't open it for six months, a year, what happens when you go to open that? It's it squeaks it creaks is hard to open. Sometimes it gets rusty if it's left outside. Um, you know, just all of those things can can happen to your body as well. If you don't just move it, if you sit in front of a desk all day, and you're whether you're secretary, accountant, whatever, you're sitting in front of a desk all day, your body's going to get used to that position. You know, you got to go move in different ways. And like what you were saying with the nine minute CrossFit workouts, like, <laughs> I remember the first time I saw, like, I, I think it was, it was like a 10 or 15 minute workout. And I was like, that's it. Like I'm used to an hour and a half. <laughs> and I'm like five minutes in, I'm like, ah, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. Take- and that's
1: like the beauty of CrossFit is like, and you know, any, any, any workout that you're going to continue doing, like, I love CrossFit. Cause it's, you go in the gym for an hour, you know, you have your warm up, you do a little bit of strength maybe, or something. And it's an hour, mm. like, everybody can take an hour out of their day. Just, you know, just it's investing in yourself, you know, like you mentioned. And if, if a walk is where you need to start, go on a walk. Like you don't have to go jump in the CrossFit gym. And one reason why I like CrossFit so much is because it's so scalable. Like Mm -hmm. I've seen, you know, I've worked out with 60 year old women who crush it. They don't do the same thing as me. You know, they modify it to, to benefit themselves. And it's just like what I see in those people. Like that's what I want to be doing at sixty years old. Like I don't want to be, you know, hunched over like walking with a cane. I I want to mm-hmm. live the best life as long as possible, and movement is the only way to do that.
0: Exactly. It's uh, there was another little clip that I, I've seen it multiple times at this point, but there's a kind of an old guy that's um, cleaning out his shed or something like that. I think his wife passed away. And, uh, and he finds this kettlebell and he goes and he, every single day on his back porch, he's out there lifting this kettlebell, you know, he's doing a little bit of a squat and lifting it up to shoulder height. And, uh, and, and it just goes through different seasons. And I think it was about a year or six months or a year or something like that. And then he gets to the point where he gets to see his, his grandbaby and, and he's lifting up his grandchild right that and so you figure out like that was his end goal but at the same time it was all about movement and the investment of this was my goal I want to be able to lift up my grandchildren which I always say that on the podcast I'm like you may not want again you may not want to go out and compete at CrossFit or run marathons you may just want to be the grandparent that doesn't hurt when you get down on your hands and knees to play trains with your grandkid or to play Barbie dolls in the Barbie house you know like you want to be able to get up without someone assisting you getting up. You want to not be in pain. That's 100 okay. You again, you don't have to be that 70 year old that's over there deadlifting 400 pounds. Like you, you can you can scale your goals, but still find ways to incorporate fitness and movement into your daily life. So I love that you found that. And I mean, I imagine six year six years ago, Dana would look at you now and just be mind blown at where you're at with the small investments that you've put in every day.
1: (laughs) Yes. I even, I mean, I look, I, I really like to, you know, kind of reflect on like on where I've been, you know, each, each year, you know, coming, we're starting in the new year. So I like to look back on the previous year and, and then I, you know, kind of stretch that further. Like, where was I, you know, like my journey the last few years, like I never in a million years would have imagined like I would be here Doing what i'm doing and have experienced what i've experienced in life and it's like it's it's like mind-blowing to me now but it's i love it
0: (laughs) yeah no for sure and that that's always fun again you're putting in those small investments and at the time uh and that's why i always say one day at a time one step at a time because at the time you're you may be even looking down and you're like this is so slow this progress there is no progress But then again, a year from now, you're going to look back and be like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then five years, you're going to look back and be like, wow, that's crazy. That time's going to pass anyway. It's just a matter of what are you doing with it, right? Right. And so it it just seems like you've, I mean, you've crushed it just over five years. And that's about the same time, I want to say, because I was just thinking about it, my wife and I have almost been together for 10 years. And I was like, where did that go? You know? (laughs) And uh, and you know like our kid like I just baptized our son he's eight and I'm like where when did you why are you eight you should be this big again you know like right. <laughs> where, where did all this time go and um, anyway I just think it's it's amazing that you've done that you know with fitness and again it just it started with you stepping in the gym going and doing you know your cardio and then saying today is the day I'm gonna go and lift some some weights. Right. And, and there's so much free information out there, obviously to make sure you've got some good sources, but, um, you can go on, on YouTube and you can figure out how to lift a dumbbell or a kettlebell in a, in a way again, to meet the goals that you have and you transition that into CrossFit. So, um, I mean, with, with that being said, uh, you're working with black rifle coffee company correct. And yes. more so in the outdoors, cause they have different branches of the company. I, I don't drink coffee personally, but I do like to follow the different uh, things that they're doing. And so there's an outdoors branch, which you're, you're basically working with the outdoors branch. of. Am, am I understanding that correctly?
1: Um, I mean, a little bit. I, so I'm, I'm more in, in a position where I would just work with like all of our partners. Mm. Um, so a lot of like influencers and, and everything, which that kind of touches everybody. So I work with, you know, all of the guys that we work with in like the outdoor space and even into like motorsports and every, mm-hmm. every facet of the company. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. So, you know, with, with what you're doing right now and, and working with the people that you work with, uh, especially in the outdoor space, um, what are some of, I guess actually just break down for us this uh this last adventure that you went on to it was scotland right where you went for was it red stag
1: yeah yeah so it, it wasn't stag season so we were hunting red hinds which are the female stags um mm-hmm. female red deer i guess not stags um but it was i mean it was epic it was uh one of the um, the coolest thing I've ever done. And it's, it's funny, like when you were talking about going back to rifle hunting, it was all rifle hunting because bow hunting is illegal in the UK. So I was not able to use my bow. And I mean, you know, I like my bow. I <laughs> I feel more comfortable with a bow in my hands versus a rifle every single day. And, um, you know, getting out there and using a rifle, we're a couple hundred yards away from the animal. And, you know, I get ready, I get steady and, and shoot. And I'm like, man, this is way easier than bow hunting. <laughs> and, <laughs> and like, um, the last day we hunted, I killed three deer, you know, in like an hour. It's, it's it's a little bit different there, you know. The conservation is a little bit different because they're on um, they're on each different estate. And the way they do it is they, you know, we 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 find a herd, we get up close, and we we uh, look at all of the animals, and you kind of pick out the sick ones or, you know, the, the dry hinds, um, the ones who aren't going to reproduce the ones that are just really bad health. And those are the ones they, they want you to shoot. So they're like, okay, shoot this one because it's not going to make it through the winter or very, very unlikely to make it through the winter. And so they want to cull those animals and, you know, keep, keep the vegetation for, the animals who are a little bit healthier, a little bit stronger. So they're keeping the genetics a little bit stronger that way and just keeping a healthy deer herd, which was super cool. I, you know, it. I mean, we try to do that out here, but we're not always, always successful in, in doing that, but it was just a really, really cool, you know, way they manage their deer populations.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, see, I was I'm I'm really interested in that. I've been talking with um uh Pedro. I don't know if you you've probably spoken with him or know of him. Um he's all the stag culture guy in Spain.
1: I I don't think I know him.
0: Oh man. All right. Well, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to get you cuz I bet you would enjoy the stuff that he puts out. Um but he he does stags all over like they just got back from uh, New Zealand. He hunts stags in Spain. I think he just did a Scotland hunt as well. He's a big bow guy. Um, so okay. I, I did kind of hear about how Scotland uh, requires you to use rifles, which, okay. You know, I, like I say, okay, because like, I I think it's an interesting rule that bow hunting isn't allowed in the UK, um, but I definitely understand. Like, it was cool hearing the the guy break down why they are allowing certain stags or hinds to be shot which is exactly how you broke it down just now was that uh it's kind of like how texas handles it too there's coal coal bucks cold does um because you want to you want to provide that food source for the the ones that are healthier and stronger and are going to reproduce and so that that's really awesome experience were you able to bring any of the meat home
1: i was not unfortunately it's that's another really cool aspect to the way they do it out there is um Mm -hmm. you know we clean all the animals and leave like the skin on, and take them. They have have this like uh, walk in cooler where they keep all of the the carcasses, and then they they sell the meat to local shops and local restaurants. Mm. So it it goes back into the economy, and into the um into the kind of like the neighborhood. And so it's all it's really really cool how they do that.
0: Oh, that's good. Cool. Well, uh, so, I mean, that sounds like a really, really fun experience getting over to, to Scotland. And, um, you know, it's again, that's funny. Cause my wife was like, she wants to travel and I'm not much of a traveler per se, um, for sites, but now I've started like, I'm like, Hey, we should go to Hawaii. She's like, <laughs> what can you hunt in Hawaii? I'm like, dang it! I'm yep. like, hey, we should go yep. to Scotland. <laughs> what well, can you hunt in Scotland? I'm like, ah, oh. like, <laughs> she <Yes>. busted me. <laughs> yep, but hey, <laughs> like, it's well, if you
1: know, killing two birds with one stone. It's just smart. It,
0: exactly. It, see, <laughs> you you understand me.
1: <laughs> I get it. I get
0: it. Yeah. No, for sure. But uh, no, that that's that's a really cool experience to go international. Have you been outside of the U.S. hunting other than Scotland?
1: Nope. Nope. That was, that was the first time. So I was very interested, um, to see how it all went too. so it was, I mean, again, I was like terrified. I went out there all by myself. Mm. I didn't know anybody. Okay. was a friend of mine invited me on this hunt and you know, maybe a month or a couple weeks before he's like, Hey, I have some, some other obligations. I'm not going to be out there.
0: All right. I want to do a brief intermission here and just remind you that you are personally invited to come and join us over at Redbeards Fit Crew, and of course, First Form Outdoors on Facebook. If you're not on Facebook, I definitely understand. Let me know. I'd be more than happy to get you on our weekly calls so that we can, uh, well, make sure you're taken care of and part of, or part of the community without having to have Facebook if you don't have it. If you do, you'll benefit greatly from joining those groups. And if not, I'll send you the link for our weekly calls so that you can make sure that you're in there and able to uh, participate with everyone that joins those calls. So let me know, love to see you over there guys. And now let's get back to the conversation with Dana as she travels to Scotland without her friend that had invited her originally.
1: So like the one person I knew was not going to be there. So, you know, I'm I'm going out on this hunt again with like 14 strangers that, you know, dear friends now like it was it's so funny the difference from like the first night to the end of the week because <laughs> mm-hmm. we were yeah, all yeah. Just, you know comfortable with each other and just the the camaraderie you get from sharing a hunting camp with people is is like I there's nothing better to me and that's that's what hunting has become a lot for me as well is you know sharing it with people and sharing it with friends and gaining new friends from sharing those you know kind of stressful experiences.
0: No, yeah, for sure. And uh, that's definitely a, a big thing too, because you you find the right people uh, that you can enjoy spending time with, like what you had mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, where hunting at first to you kind of seemed like, uh, you know, just a bunch of people drinking beer, driving the road, shooting whatever they could shoot just to kill something. And I think that that's a big battle that um, the hunting community is is fighting. And it, it's sad that there's a divide in the hunting community in and of itself. Um, But also on top of that, we're competing with PETA and other groups like that. Uh, And then on top of that, you've got people that are kind of in the middle that are just like, they don't really care. And so like some things make sense where they're like, oh, we don't want to kill living things. But then at the same time, like you give them a little bit of education on, on why and with good groups of people like yourself and other people that genuinely care about the animal, go out there and want to harvest and not just hunt but actually harvest the meat from the animal as well and to use it for like in this case in Scotland the society uh, be able to give back to the community or to bring it back to your home when you're here in the U.S. and share it with family friends I love the stories that come up whenever uh, you know you're like oh yeah I remember this this cougar hunt or this bear hunt or this elk hunt and uh, while you're eating it it just brings up these memories It's, it's a different Different thing than just going out and buying a steak off of uh, you know, the Costco line. Um it's just a whole different oh, yeah. experience for sure. Uh so with, with that being said, you you've been hunting for five years. Uh you've already been able to go abroad. Um, what's what's kind of a bucket list hunt for you? What's something that you've got on on the list that you would really like to do?
1: Um Oh my gosh, there's so many. Um very high up there would probably be um, you know, stag in New Zealand, just, but mostly just because I want to go to New Zealand. Um, and then a moose, I think those are kind of like my two very, very top, top bucket list animals. Um, you know, kind of a little bit more out there, but that's, that's kind of right now anyway
0: you're putting in <laughs> points for utah then because <laughs> it's just gonna be a while <laughs> Yeah,
1: i know i'm like i'm getting started so late i'm like i'm never gonna mm-hmm. be able to hunt these species out here
0: Yep. no yeah so my my buddy got a cow moose uh was it two years ago already and uh he had the he had a tag where it went through multiple seasons i can't remember if it was the sportsman's or something that he got but it was a cow moose and um And he went out with his bow and he had an experience where he got really close to the cows, but the bull was in between him and the cows. Of course, you know, when he can't hunt the bull, the bull is like 60 yards from him. And, uh, and the bull like charged at him. He was like, Nope. He was like, I'll wait for the rifle season. (laughs) He was like, I'm not messing with that.
1: (laughs) That would be a little terrifying.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Those things are huge. Even the Shiras one. Now, you go up to Alaska, that's a whole different story. Um, oh, yeah. But so I mean, is there you say moose, but is there a specific place that you'd like to go hunt moose?
1: Um it's a little more uh likely probably in like Colorado. So, you know, living in Colorado, mm. I put in for that every year. Um A little more likely there, uh, but I mean, Alaska is definitely, definitely high up there on the bucket list. Alaska and New Zealand are kind of both right there.
0: That's really cool. That's really awesome. So, okay, let's talk a little bit more about this, um, this women's camp, because again, I, I I love getting the perspective from women in the hunting community because it's definitely different. And like what you were saying, you know, there's people that are, I, I think it's very understated, um, that people are scared of the dark. It's something that just, for some reason, is is bred into us uh, as humans. We don't like not being able to see. Anytime you take away any sense, especially your your sight, uh, it it becomes a little bit more scary, terrifying, whatever word you want to put into it. Um, you know, you mentioned you just kind of put your fears aside, but I kind of want to dig into that a little bit deeper. Uh, it, there's a whole other aspect to it as a woman, when you go out in the woods, if you're going by yourself, especially, um, but also at the same time, you don't want to be held back by having to wait for men to go hunting with you, right? Because that, that was a big thing for me, being able to go out, and go solo, um, and not having to depend on my hunting buddy's schedules. If I've got a day that I can go, I just go, right? So right. I'm sure it's the same for you. You would prefer to to not be on someone else's schedule. So, uh, how do you go about putting those fears aside? Um, so that, you know, anyone out there listening can just, can maybe tackle it the same way that you do.
1: Um, I think a lot of it was, uh, so very, like, very fresh on my mind right now is like the first scouting trip I went on by myself and it was terrifying. Like I, it was like, it was on my 27th birthday. I went and I went and did a solo backpacking trip and to scout for deer for you know the season. And it was in a place, so again, like I'm completely out of my comfort zone, but still within reason. So it's an area that I had hiked in before. I hadn't spent a lot of time in there, but I hiked in um, for like a day. I think ended up staying like a, a night and then hiking out the next morning just because of weather. So it was, I, I knew the route that I was taking, you know, it was a trail. And then from the, the spot I set up camp, it was just kind of a few different uh, high points up in like this basin. And so I kind of knew the area and, and that's like, I wouldn't recommend, you know, going into an area you don't know, unless you've scouted very, very deep with all of the different map tools. Um, because it's, you know, you, you might get clipped out. You might have to end up taking like different routes. You'll, you know, always have like multiple plans. Um, But again, like I just, I drove up and it was raining really hard when I got up there. So I was like, you know what? I'll just, I'll just wait it out a little bit. And I sat there in the car and I was like, you know what? No one would know if I didn't go in, if I just turned around and went home, like nobody would care. All of my friends were like, no, you're not going by yourself. You're not going by yourself. Like they were like, that's stupid. Just don't do this. And I'm like, you know what? Like I need to do this. And so I just like, I'm like, okay all the reservations in the world, but I'm like, I need to do this. Like just for me, I need to do this to show myself that I can. So I threw on my backpack and I started hiking and I was, I was very nervous. And like, especially through like the thick trees down at the very bottom, like anything could be in here. So I'm just like, you know, very Mm -hmm. vigilant, like your senses are on like high alert. Um, but then I got up there and I was like, wow, this is, you know, this is really cool and being alone in the mountains is like, it's amazing until it gets dark, then I don't like yep. it so much. But like, it's <laughs> so great. It's so refreshing. And it's, I mean, nature's therapy, 100%. And it's just all of those different things, like, you know, conquering my fears of like, going out there by myself, doing it all by myself, actually, like, you know, talking myself out of all of that self doubt. It's, it's really hard and it's really hard if, you know, if you don't have people that kind of push you to do harder things. Um, you know, I, I was out hunting deer, I think that the following year by myself, cause, um, I, I didn't have anybody to go with me. Like I was just, I was solo, you know, every, all of my friends are busy, they were working. Um, so I was like, you know what, I got to do this myself. So I'm getting up at 3 a.m., driving out an hour and a half up to my spot, and I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm hiking around the mountains. I'm like, this is, why am I doing this? Like, I'm miserable. I'm tired. Like, it's hot. <laughs> the deer have, like, busted me every single time because it's this really difficult area, and I'm, I mean, I'm not an expert hunter by any means, and deer hunting is really, really hard. Um, <laughs> like out there and I'm like why am I doing this like I could be home I could be going to brunch I could be like you know chilling on the couch and then I'm like no no that that is not what you want to do in life so I just kind of had to like redirect myself I'm like you're doing this for a purpose and for a challenge and you're not going to be fulfilled as a person if you don't do this and so I kind of like you know had to kick myself in the butt for a minute
0: no, for sure. There's definitely a lot of self-talk that, that goes into going out there. Cause like what you were saying, you know, in all reality, if you take a step back from hunting, like being the hunter yourself, no one cares that you have a tag. <laughs> no yeah. one cares yeah. that you're going to the mountain. They're like, Oh, you're going on another bow hike. This is great. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like exactly. Nobody, like, you carry around how much money worth of glass, <laughs> like it's just glass. Like yeah,
1: It's
0: you know, insane. Like Yeah. It's 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 funny because you, you take that step back and you're like, no one really cares outside of the hunting, like the hunting community, and there's a lot of pressure. Like, I understand that because I'm I'm sitting there. I don't know. I still have yet to calculate how many days I spent from August to December. And again, shout out to my wife for taking care of the house while I was gone for so many days. And I still didn't punch my elk tag. You know, I came this close and I still still didn't make it happen. And, uh, um, you know, there was no one really cared. Like, you know, I I called and spoke to my dad. I called and spoke to a couple other people. And other than like the handful of people that I talked to on a regular basis, no one else really cared that I was spending that much time up on the mountain, you know. And so um, it it really is all kind of self-imposed. If you think about it, it's just a piece of paper in your pocket that tells you what days you can carry a weapon in the mountains. Like that's really all it is. So taking that and then going back to, to your mindset where you were like, I need to do this. No one else really cares, but I'm doing this for me. And it's a challenge that will allow you to be more fulfilled uh, for you. That's a big deal. And that's definitely something that, that a lot of people need to understand because you could have easily turned in it, it. The other thing that's funny that you mentioned as well is that I, you probably aren't the person to just chill on the couch. I'd imagine. <laughs>
1: No, but I, I can't sit
0: still, <laughs> right? But when you're up there and you're looking at it and you're like, it's dark and I want to go hiking, all the dumb things that you aren't really going to do if you went back home, they pop into your head like, oh yeah, it'd be nice to sit on the couch. Yeah, I'm not doing that if I go home. Like, we, <laughs> you know, that like, but right. your mind is like, you could be doing all these million other things and you're here in the dark, four in the morning, tired, trying to caffeinate yourself to get walking up the mountain and yeah. uh. It, and no one else cares. Like, <laughs> right. So it's just, right. it's, it makes me laugh because I love taking that step back and looking at and seeing how ridiculous I am, whatever I'm up there, like, <laughs> you know, motivating myself to get out of the truck and get moving, uh, <laughs> and go hike in knee deep snow or whatever, to go after these big old animals that I'm going to have to carry out anyway. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just, like you bring it down like that. It's just, it's hilarious. Like you could right. do a whole comedy skit on it. But yeah. in reality, like you're sitting there, I love that you you brought that up. You There's a lot of self-talk that goes into it, um, especially when you're by yourself. But it's totally worth it, especially when you hike in in the dark, you get up to your spot and then that sun crests over and you just have those sunrises like and it's just dead quiet. Like there's this still that happens and then the birds start chirping and then everything starts moving. Like there's just something about being up on the mountain by yourself after you've put yourself through all that garbage on the, at the trailhead, you know, you get up there and you're spending that time. It's it, I mean, there's nothing that compares to it.
1: Right. Right. And that's something you can't, if you don't experience it, you know, people don't really understand what you're talking about. Like these people that, you know, sleep in till nine, ten o'clock every day and never go into the woods and just, you know, go party every night in downtown. Like, they just, they don't understand, you know, what it's like to, to probably do hard things in the first place, but like just the peace that comes with it and, you know, the, the fulfillment, like that's the biggest thing, like for me is like, I want to, you know, I want to move forward in life. I don't want to do these things. Like, I don't care to go to a bar and, you know, go get wasted on a Friday night. Like, no, I'm not going to do that. That's, that's not going to put me in line with my goals. It's not going to help me move forward in anything. And it's, I think, you know, there's a lot of, uh, interesting goals people have in life. You know, for some, they want to go out and party every night. That's cool. Like if that makes you happy, by all means, <laughs> like,
0: but does it, but does it really make them happy? Like everyone that I know right. that does that, they wake up the next morning with cranky headaches and, and, uh, you know, waste half their weekend recovering right. from Friday night, you know?
1: Right. Right. And that's a life that I don't want to live. Like I want to be fresh. I want to be able to wake up Saturday morning and go to the gym, go, you know, go have a full day. Like I'm the type I'd, I'd rather be in bed at, you know, nine, 10 o'clock on a Friday night than, yep. than out party.
0: <laughs> exactly. No, I'm, I definitely understand that too. I love talking to people about this, the new years, you know, and they're like, Oh, what'd you do? I'm like, man, I was so happy. We were watching some, some new show that just came on of uh, like national treasure. they they've come out with like a a kid's version of the national treasure movies in like a series. And I was like, we just watched that with the kids. And then I woke half of them up at midnight because they, you know, we got to drink the sparkly grape juice, right? So like, <laughs> <laughs> and woke them up at midnight, tucked them in bed, and that I wouldn't have wanted to be anywhere else. And uh, so that's that's definitely I can I can definitely yeah. relate to that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, you not. know,
1: building a life that you that you want, like it's like I don't care what society thinks because obviously nothing I really do is you know typical society's mind for a woman especially um but it's about what's going to make you happy you know and like building a life that that you're happy with
0: exactly Exactly. Yeah. And if we didn't just break it down enough for all the, the hunters out there, how ridiculous we seem going up there with thousands of dollars worth of gear, getting soaking wet in the cold and, and, and dark you know, for a piece yep. of paper. you know? <laughs> right.
1: Right. It's like, yep. it's so funny. Like, cause I would talk to people, you know, at my, at my former gym, like nobody there hunted. And I was like, Oh yeah. You know, hmm. I spent all morning at, at, up in the mountains trying to kill an animal. And they're like, why like why do you do this like why are you up so early why are you go like why are you hiking around the mountains with like a big backpack on like why are you doing this and I'm like uh, you just you won't get it like
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. you just don't
1: understand it
0: until and, and so you try it yep and and you gotta okay your next comeback for whenever people comment on your traps just be like I'm just really good at bow hiking I love carrying my bow so like
1: <laughs> yeah I'm so good at carrying my bow around
0: the mountains. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome! So uh, I I want you to also kind of talk a little bit about uh, this this women's retreat at Julian Ranch. So I've it's- never heard of Julian Ranch um, until recently. I used to think that a lot of California was very just like it's anti-gun, is anti-hunter, and there's actually a lot of good hunting opportunities in in California, from what I'm understanding. And uh, you guys are going to this amazing ranch that I've I've looked up since I saw Elk Shape is doing that, the camp there. Um, you guys have the women's retreat. Um, tell me a little bit more about Julian Ranch and what your guys's mission is at the ranch for this women's retreat.
1: So the ranch, um, it's it's a very special place to me. Um, my friend owns this ranch, her and her family, and I was first introduced to it uh, maybe. A year and a half, two years ago, um, I I had met this woman over Instagram, you know, like fo- start following each other. We actually meet at a total archery challenge. We're like, hi, nice to meet you. And then um, she invited me to this camp at her ranch. And this is like my first exposure to it. And we go out and I, you know, I was just kind of like in the background, but I was like, this is a really special place. Like we could do some really cool things here. And after the whole camp was over, um, me and a few other females and Nicole and and Chris also, we were kind of just talking about how we could create something for women More specifically, at this ranch, and so you know we threw around some ideas. We're like, okay, you know, let's let's have like kind of like an introductory camp to see if people even would come. Like we didn't even know if people would come. You know, we're like, we'll put this out there. We'll try and align with you know all all of the companies that that we really like and we think are doing good things within the space. And so we did. You know, we we talked to a bunch of our our friends and partners, and we put on this camp. We had I think thirty five ish females there and it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Like we we were not sure what was going to come of it at all and it was like wildly successful and just just all of the people, like all of the friendships. I've like I've have lifelong friendships from some of these women that that showed up to this camp. And I think it's it's just there's something about creating as like a safe space for women to come out and, you know, and step out of their comfort zones. Um and having, you know, other women that they can kind of relate to or meeting other women that are interested in the same things that they're interested in. Like we had a call with all of the, the women coming to our camp in a couple weeks um, the other day. And one of like the overwhelming comments was, I didn't know other women were interested in this stuff like I am. Like, I'm so happy to find other women who actually like to go outside and like to go, you know, chase animals with their bows or rifles or however they want to hunt. But it's like, they didn't know other women did this. And Hmm. so it's like being introduced to other women that, that right there gives us so much more confidence because we have, you know, we have that tribe to, to talk about like, Oh, we're going to do this hunt. We're going to do this hunt. Let's, let's try and get together like a couple females for this other hunt. So I think creating that safe space is, is a big reason why I like to do it. And, you know, like I said, like, I wanted to be instrumental in creating something for women to find hunting that didn't necessarily have like a, a boyfriend or a husband getting them into hunting, so I just you know, want to shorten the learning curve for a lot of these women getting into it later in life, and it's we're just kind of blossomed, and I think we'll do another one later this year. It'll be more of like an advanced bow hunting, but so we've got the, the one in January, the elk shape camp, which we have a women's only day, and then the rest of the camp um, is men also. And then we'll have another women's retreat in August, more centered around bow hunting.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's amazing. And again, I I love seeing the push for uh, getting women together to do camps, to go on hunts, um, because, you know, even, even though nowadays, everything's all about everyone's the same, Uh, I I call BS on that. And I know my daughter is interested in different things than my son is. And even my sons are different people as well. Some of them are interested in like one of them's, you know, becoming a pilot. Whereas the other one's like, I like my feet on the ground like me. So, (laughs) you know, it's just, it's, it's, everyone's different, but especially that the, the, I don't know a lot of women that are comfortable sitting around a campfire with men, just BSing, or sometimes guys just like to sit there and say nothing, you know, just sit there around the campfire and just, just chill, you know, and, and then women, you know, want a little bit more community and, and to have that connection in general, right. I'm speaking obviously in generalities here, but they're different and that's just natural. And so I love that you, I think it's funny that you doubted that anyone would want to come to that, but at the same time, I understand why, because it's not as well known, and I, I bet a lot of these women like what you were saying is just they don't have someone to express that they're interested in getting into these things that are traditionally more masculine, um, but shouldn't be. You know, it should be something that men and women can enjoy, hunting, getting out in the in nature. In in from my experience with the women in my lives or in my life, and and the people that I see that I know, whether it be through social media or actually know them. Uh, women seem to be a lot more spiritual. And for me, nature has a lot of uh, spiritual aspects to it that women seem to connect to more naturally than men do. And so I can see that being a very special camp um, that you guys are going to have. And I'd love love to see this grow. I'd love to see it continue to grow. And of course, with your marketing mindset and being able to get things out there and leading from the front, you know, you're going to be able to I mean, this thing's going to blow up and I'm excited to see where you guys take this going forward. But, but for sure, this, this is your, you said, this is the first camp that you guys are doing, right?
1: So this is the second one. Yeah. Second one. Okay. So the, the first one we had last year.
0: Nice. Awesome. Yeah. And, uh, and then you guys go through, so you have a rifle, you're talking about doing a bow, like advanced bow. Do you go through and clean animals? Do you, do you walk through that whole process? What are some, maybe some things that you guys delve into?
1: Yeah, we do. And that's, that's one of the really special things. Cause that's something, you know, as a hunter, like me, that's what I want to get more comfortable with is like the field dressing. Cause I, you know, doing one to two animals a year, you're not really retaining that knowledge um, mm-hmm. as, as, as well as you would like, because I'm a very hands-on learner. Like I need to to do it multiple times to really get the hang of it. And so we do, we do field dressing. Um, my friend on her ranch, she has goats. And so we use those goats, we field dress those. And then we, we cook the meat after too, which is a really cool aspect of it. Cause it's all, you know, field to table. That's, that's really what we try and, um, you know, promote at these type of things. Cause it's, it's, it's about the whole process, you know, Mm-hmm and you talk about how fulfilling it is to you know to to prepare a piece of meat that like that you killed this animal you put in all of the work beforehand then you kill this animal then you pack this animal off the mountain and you you know you process it or have somebody process it for you and then you're preparing it and feeding you your family your friends all of these people it's like that is the most rewarding thing as a hunter like hands down like it's it's the best feeling in the world and you know, so we want to give them kind of a the whole picture as, as what it'll look like. Um, and every single camp, we're going to have a different focus. So like the first camp was just kind of like very general, very like very top of the funnel, you know, I don't know the marketing term, but like very basic, very general. Um, <laughs> um, and then this camp, we're diving a little bit more into like survival. So survival is the focus. Uh, we have field craft survival coming out and doing a little, a little bit on survival and, and kind of doing a, um, a, a focused class on, okay, you get stuck in the woods for a night without any gear. Like how do you, how do you survive? How do you survive through the night? Just, just survive. You know, that's, that's the, the only goal that you have through, through a scenario like this. And, you know, you take away all the fancy gear, all of that. It's, It comes down to, you know, you fall to your lowest level of training. And that's Mm -hmm. really what we want to focus on and, you know, just give these women more tools to improve that knowledge and kind of get them started on their journey. And there's some, there's some women coming, like they've killed a lot of stuff. You know, they're, they just want to come, they, they typically home with their husband. So they're like, we want to get, you know, more knowledge from, from just other women, you know, getting out there by themselves and so it's like we have a broad range of like experience levels so that's always really cool and I mean I'm interested to learn too like I'm I am not an expert by any means I always learn something from others and so I'm just I you know soak up as much knowledge as I can too.
0: No, that's awesome. I, I definitely agree that it's it's a big deal to go out there and be able to be confident in not just your gear but your own abilities. And uh, sometimes you can get a little overconfident with having all the fancy gear. And uh, you know that's why I I generally encourage people as they're getting started not to go drop tons of money because most people don't have that to begin with on a new hobby. Um, you know, but to actually go out there and, and use what they have. And if you still enjoy it, even with your not so nice boots or not so nice backpack or no backpack, and you're carrying the meat over your shoulder, like, uh, you know, whatever it may be, um, your jacket isn't as waterproof as you thought it was, you know, things like that. If you still enjoy the experience after using the equipment that you've got on hand, then it's definitely uh, something that you should pursue and uh no but that that's really cool that you guys have have so many good experts fieldcraft survival they're they're a great group of people as well um and you guys are going to get a a ton out of that camp that's that's amazing that's really cool yeah um I guess is there anything that we haven't delved into that you'd like to share with the audience
1: um I don't think so I, I I don't know I'm really happy with kind of the stuff that we touched on is um, I wasn't sure, you know, exactly what we talk about, but I like, I've kind of liked all of the topics that we hit.
0: Yeah. Just a good conversation. That's, it. Yeah. I, you know, honestly, <laughs> that's kind of the reason why I started the podcast to be selfish a little bit and uh, <laughs> have a platform to, to have a good conversation with someone. Cause you know, like you and me are both really busy people. So you can't just like call them, Hey, can I get an hour of your time to chat? Right. But if I'm like, Hey, we got a podcast, I'm going to share it with all these people. <laughs> You know? <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. Little well, get that hour like, conversation.
1: Yeah, yeah. Especially these days, like, I mean, it's crazy. My calendar fills up so fast just on a day-to-day basis. Like, I have nothing on the calendar, and then I get to the office, and it's like, calendar's full. So it's
0: you're like I'm day just by day. Walk back so out like, now. <laughs>
1: yeah. Some days, <laughs> like, Turn I go, I'm guys.
0: sick today, guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't oh, say you haven't it. had enough coffee. You know, you kinda you can't use that excuse. Some people can use that. You can't. <laughs> That's <laughs> like just go over there and get stuff. <laughs> I know, like, I
1: gotta just awesome. walk like a hundred feet and I have a coffee shop, which is Yep. Oh, it's so amazing.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say they've got all the the check marks, you know. Like when I when I used to work in an office, um I had people that, you know, my boss, I'd come in and he's like, he'd look at me and he's like, You didn't have a good workout today, did you? I'm like, No. He's like, I'll give you a long, long break, but you need to go fix that Like, because <laughs> they just know like that's for me, if I don't get yeah. a good workout and it's not going to be a good day for me, uh, yeah. but, but they've kind of got all that covered for you over there in, uh at headquarters, they got your, your workout area, your coffee, and then they've got, you've got you all lined up. No excuses.
1: <laughs> yeah, Right, right. You've got an archery range. That's. I, oh, even I better! On that. Yeah, we have an archery range, we have a gym, and we have a coffee shop. It's like, okay, oh man, what more do I need?
0: Goodness, yeah, I'm <laughs> well. I'm excited because uh, I'm I'm going to go out to First Form headquarters here in probably a week or so, and uh, they're starting to build like an actual archery range in their headquarters. So I'm like that's exciting because they, they've kind of got the that's same situation cool. they've got all the supplements they've got you know anything that you can need for pick me up they've got the nice gym and now they're going to have an archery range i'm like man that's like heaven you just put a bed right there like even just a bed roll <laughs> i'll just take a bed roll and i'll just sleep right there, right you, know? you never have to leave <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> oh man well Dana, I, I really do appreciate your time today. I appreciate you hopping on and, and sharing what you have. I'm really excited to see these women camps continue to grow um, and, and getting more people involved. And if anything, just getting people, uh, women, understanding why even if they don't want to go out and hunt, they can understand why their husbands maybe do so much or
1: yeah.
0: maybe they're going to go and out compete their husbands and say, you know what? No, this year I'm going to Alaska. You get to stay in, in the state. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to Alaska. Like I'm taking yeah. that budget money and that's for me now. Sorry. <laughs>
1: yep. yep, exactly. Uh,
0: that that's awesome. Um, where can people find you if they want to, uh, look you up and, and message you or find out more about these camps?
1: Uh, on Instagram, probably that's where I'm most active. Um, it's just Dana underscore Monroe. So nice and easy.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll leave that link down below guys for you guys to go look up, uh, what Dana's got going with these camps and just what she's got to offer on her Instagram page. And hope you, uh, hope you have a great rest of your day, Dana. And thanks so much again for your time. Thanks for coming on.
1: Yeah, of course. Thank you.
0: All right. And as I always say, guys, get out, live your life and love it. That was a great conversation and really appreciative of the time that the guests provide, especially Dana, um, as she is working over at Black Rifle and has a bunch of other things that she's thrown together with these women's camps. So if you are interested, uh, definitely take a look at the link down below. I'm going to leave some information there so you can find Dana. Reach out to her if you're interested in any of the women's camps or just questions about shooting a bow, going out and hunting, maybe even internationally. Uh, some of the many things that she's done, and would love to share with you. And outside of that, guys, hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. Don't forget that if you're listening to this on the weekend, it comes out on the 11th and 12th of February, that there is a 39% off Affect Beard Oil for his birthday, Jeff, uh, who is the owner. And, of course, adding Red Beard 10 to that will get you basically half off of any of the beard oil, beard washes, any of those things that you may need. So definitely go check that out, guys. Have a great rest of your weekend. And of course, get out, live your life, and love it.